Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to College Football Tailgates. Today is Monday, January 18th, 2021. Uh, I'm your host, Will Chambers. With me always, Tyler Walgy. Hello, Will. Smitty, Ryan Smith, producer. What's up, fellas? And uh, it's our last uh, like official show, right? Of last the show of the season, Brent. Can't hold anything back now. Can't hold anything back now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, we're going to have... Uh, I'm sure a couple off-season shows when whenever there's big college football news to recap stuff. But um, as far as keeping our weekly schedule, this will be our uh, our last one until you know TBD t- to be determined. TBD until uh, until classy. college football is back in in August. Uh, but it's a good one. We're gonna talk. You know, there there was some college football news. Tyler has like a little. Uh, he has a like a, a season recap. It's a surprise. Uh, I do. Neither I nor Smitty has heard it. He did. <laughs> he 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 compiled some some audio for us. I boiled the entire season down into about a four four and a half minute uh, montage. Oh, I'm excited. Yes. I, I, I'm what have we been doing this whole like, <laughs> few weeks? Like. You, Four minutes. Yeah, right. Hey, you had to. Is that all well, we are to you, Tyler? That, that is about <laughs> it. As minutes? much as we could boil it down to. That's the that's the good stuff right there. No, honestly, I wanted to make it longer, but you guys will see. By about four and a half minutes, it's like okay, it's a lot. That's long. Four and a half minutes is a long time. It is. It's a long time. You know what? But we get everything in there. We get the season. We have some fun. We uh, the 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 bet board story the story of the bet boards in there. Yep. You know yeah. what would be really funny? Uh, I would have just respected the hell out of you if you did this. If it was just four minutes of like me saying um or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> just like really bad, really, really bad no. behind the mic operations. No, no it was, uh, it's, it's all the fun stuff we did this year. Yeah, so. I thought it was going to be just me just stumbling over my words the whole, <laughs> the whole year since this is my first Maybe year. Maybe not the best for the listeners, but yeah, would have made us it. chuckle. Uh, but yeah, we got that. We're doing a little look ahead to next year. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to touch a little bit on the recruiting rankings. We're going to go over some of the exciting uh, you know, schedules for next year, some of the awesome matchups that we're going to have in non-conference next year. Um, and then uh, Tyler's going to give us some headlines for 2021. And then we're going to end it with the the very last uh, outdated movie review of the season. I'm giving my movie review for Rock-A-Doodle. So which, excited. Which, so excited. Which I am we too. talked about last week. Uh, I even, called Will, or I even uh, called Will to remind him to watch it a couple days ago. I was like, you've dude. watched the movie, right? Oh, there was no reminding me. <laughs> I, I was ready for Rock-A-Doodle. I can't wait for this. Yeah. But uh, we, we should start with, so just today, some news came out about uh, Tennessee and Jeremy Pruitt. And mm. he's fired. Tennessee fired him. Um, they did an internal investigation. Does that um, mean like a colonoscopy? Yes, they, <laughs> they got all up in it. Um, it was a very deep investigation. <laughs> no, uh, it was it was an investigation because there's been rumors swirling now for the last couple months about potential uh, recruiting violations in the program. Um, you know, players getting paid, recruits getting paid specifically, and um, this is a big deal because he had just signed an extension last year, right before this season. But he's, they're not going to have to pay him because, you know, a lot of times when this kind of stuff happens, it the it's kind of like a ceremonious or ceremonial ending uh, where the team doesn't like drag the, the coach and the coach doesn't drag the team. But this is it's the opposite. Tennessee put out a letter. And I think what they're doing here is they're like legally setting up being able to fire him without paying him right. anymore, like with cause or whatever. But the letter was kind of brutal. I mean, some of the quotes from it was, uh, you know, um, it concluded that the uh, Tennessee concluded that the NCAA will likely find that you failed to promote an atmosphere of compliance um, uh, directly, indirectly, 
you know, players, staff, and coaches that re- report to you will be responsible for level one or level two NCAA violations. Your failure to promote and maintain an atmosphere of compliance and monitor the activities, blah blah blah, uh, has led to a current NCAA investigation and is bringing and will likely continue to bring the university into considerable public disrepute, embarrassment, contempt, scandal, and or ridicule. That's pretty harsh. Yeah, that's those are those are words from the lawyer. First of all, it yeah. sounds like they're getting out ahead of it, though. I mean, this is what a big company would do. This is what Apple would do for sure. If one of their employees was caught stealing money from a business they're working with, they would try and discredit that employee to make Apple look as good as possible, right? Yeah. That's what t- Tennessee's trying to say. Uh oh, NCAA. That was Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah, He's gone. He We're distancing up. ourselves from him. Yes, for I don't sure. know if it's going to work, though. Yeah, so sorry for being naive, but if you could bring me as long as, uh, as well as uh, listeners, what, what, what is actually going on? Uh, so they've been hookers, cocaine. No, it's not like it's not like uh, <laughs> well, Louisville. <laughs> it's not like Hugh Freeze level. Although he's on the short list for all the uh, for for the replacement. I'm sorry. Um, I just thought Pruitt was fired, and that that was that because of I, well, underperforming. I, I, no, they, I think they I think that they caught within again the internal investigation a lot of these yeah, violations they, paying players contacting players right. outside of the time you're supposed to contact them breaking a lot of those rules yeah. so nothing's set in, set in stone right now well I they've just I think the early reports are probably coming out and so Tennessee is just like whatever we're going to fire uh, this dude okay. now because okay. there were you know uh, we heard about this a couple months ago it was in the middle of the season and uh, and Tennessee was like uh, the reports were hey they're being investigated by the NCAA for recruiting violations uh, at that point, you know, a couple players. There's this guy, uh, Amarius Mims. He was the number three offensive tackle Mimsy. and number nineteen <laughs> player overall in the 2021 class. Uh, he ended up signing with Georgia, so he didn't go to Tennessee. But it sounds like, you know, he got caught. I mean, who knows? Maybe this dude took money from Tennessee and then went and told the, but the even guys it, at Georgia, and then Georgia nothing, narked on him. Who even knows? Even if it's nothing set in stone. It's enough for Tennessee to do what they're doing now and try and get out yeah, ahead of it and try and for get sure. ahead of these allegations. And, and it doesn't help that he wasn't winning either, right? Because like if this was what we've seen in the past where this happens to coaches is the, you know, they'll get fired or they're asked to resign or whatever. You know, yeah. I, I always think about like Jim Trestle at Ohio State uh, when there were scandals there about impermissible benefits to players, tattoos for cash or whatever, whatever it was. Um, you know, they, 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 it was like a, a friendly goodbye you know he he agreed to leave but everyone kind of knew he was being forced out but the difference with that is like he was a legend there and he had won all those games when you're jeremy pruitt and you're you're already struggling to win games the university has no incentive to be nice about it or to make it seem like hey you know we like this guy but he's moving on i mean they just went full scorched earth okay so i don't want to be uh well you know too uh uh, I don't want to brag too much about my, my headlines because we're going to do some headlines today. I always like to do some headlines where I predict the future, right? Well, in one of our first shows of the year, I had some headlines predicting the future, and one of my headlines was Pruitt blew it. Do I get any credit for this? Nostradamus. I mean, exactly. Yes. The crystal ball was working. No, you were perfect. You were right. And and it's not even just him. So the athletic director, the longtime like legend coach there, Philip Fulmer, who you know won a national championship there, um, I think the year after Peyton Manning was there, right? Didn't they win right after Peyton I Manning think he left? Was, yeah. Um, he was the athletic director for the last few years with Pruitt, and they're asking him to to leave too. So it sounds like no you way. Know, yeah, I mean, there, wow. here's another quote from the letter, uh, and this is from I think someone in the uh, university, like a university president, perhaps. Uh, it said, "What's so disturbing 
uh, as demonstrated by the scope of these actions is the number of violations and people involved in their efforts to conceal the activities from our compliance staff and from the athletic department's leaders. So that would be Phil Fulmer right there. He, I mean, he's the head of the athletic department. Um, they're saying they're at least saying he plans to retire. Uh, and I think that's because he is the legend there. And that's the exact difference right there is he was, he had a winning tradition there and people love Philip Fulmer. So they're letting him retire. Whereas Jeremy Pruitt's just getting the ax. And well, so this is big. I mean, Tennessee is a good job, not a great job. So it's going to be interesting right. to see who they bring in. Maybe they'll bring in the wonderful, unbeatable Matt Campbell. See if he can turn that thing around. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for that one. Ryan looks like he's actually point. into that idea. I, I think you may have something there, Walt. <laughs> yeah, but see, here's the other thing: is that now it might not be. It might be an even worse job because even though they fire the coach, the NCAA is still going to come down with with sanctions right they're going to take away scholarships maybe they do uh they take away bowl games yeah, but at whatever. what point does an sec job just become an sec job and it's like that's where you want to be i mean if you're going to take an sec job you do want the one in the sec east where you don't have to play alabama every year right it's like if you, it's like when you get your money in la you move to the hills actually are people still doing that i think the hills are like becoming overwhelmed with like tiktok stars who are like buying all these mansions i think everybody in california wants out yeah i think so too yeah, except for the TikTokers. Yeah, the TikTokers. When are, are we going to get in the TikTok to, game, guys? You know, uh, when are we going to? I know Tyler's got some real dancing. I do abilities. my dance. Yeah, I do my dance moves on there. Like, uh, uh, please, uh, no. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see. A lot of people were throwing Hugh Freeze into that uh, thing, which would be hilarious because, like, uh, it was only just a, a couple years ago at Ole Miss when he got fired for paying recruits and and potentially some escorts, some ladies yeah. of the night as well. And so how hilarious it would be if they fire a coach for that and then bring in Hugh Freeze. That's why I don't think it will be him. But, uh, you know, yeah. we're going to find out. I think they're naming an interim coach. And it may be one of those situations because this is so late in the coaching carousel. You guys remember this from last year with Colorado. Is It's hard to get a coach at this point in the year. Yeah. And uh, they may just have to go a whole year with an interim coach and see what the sanctions are and then hire somebody. Well, there you go. More shaking up in the SEC East. Yeah, tough for the Vols. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other quick... Uh, news tidbits urban meyer got an nfl job i love it long time call i i love it because i think he's going to crash and burn <laughs> i don't think he's going to succeed there and it's not really it's yeah it's not because he's not a great coach and look as a michigan fan i hate him but i i would never tell you he's not a great coach i just think that the majority of the time guys that come from college to the pro especially ones that don't have any experience in the nfl before that they don't do well because it's not the same right urban meyer you know, people talk about him as being this like incredible motivator. I know he does more than that. He's obviously great with X's and O's and, you know, and getting the team ready and all that stuff. But he's this great motivator. He knows how to motivate players. He talks about it all the time on his fucking Fox show. And I'm also pumped that he's not going to be on that because he can't trash Michigan all day anymore. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I, it's just different when you go to the NFL. It's not every game isn't a a uh you know a live or die thing he's gonna have to learn you know one of the 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 stories on him always is like this dude doesn't take losing very well he'd have like two losses in a college football season and it would like cause him to have like a stroke or whatever you have these like insane health you know breakdowns just from losing one game and in the nfl he's gonna have to learn to lose at least like six a year if he's good you know yeah and so i just don't see you know i know he's gonna probably get trevor lawrence some people think maybe he'll they'll take justin fields because the ohio state connection but i don't think so um, so he's going to have a good quarterback. They got a lot of talent there, but I just think it's I, I, my prediction is he doesn't last three full seasons. Well, that's the thing. And I've heard that in, in other places too. It's like, how's he going to deal with the losing? Yeah. But I think he might be ready for that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he'd take this on 
and not be ready for the losing. He knows what he's getting himself into, but it's, it's easier said than done. And so yeah, maybe he thinks sure. he's ready for it. Then he's going to be four and four, yeah. or six and six, and like, oh, screw this. Or, oh, and, like, what if he's one and six? Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> yeah. you're right. He, obviously, he knows what he's getting himself into. He can be like, I'll be calm. Right. But an ultra competitive dude like that, you know, I like that. That's it's it's just you know, it's countdown till. Uh, I health issues and I got to spend more time with my family like it always is with him. Yeah. And so, you know, I will, I, I don't want him to actually, cause I do think the health complications are real. Um, uh, maybe they weren't so much at Florida. I don't know, but they are real now. And so I don't want, you know, I'm not wishing him, you know, any kind of health problems, but I do want him to go. Oh, 16. I can say that much. <laughs> well, of course you do. Well, <laughs> uh, with urban Meyer, I, I think that, uh, I think being a coach, he's, he's, impeccable to be honest with you yeah to to go into the nfl the jacksonville jaguars have not been you know bottom feeders because of the head coach right organizational right it's it's organizational um you you know shad khan i i think um he he enjoys patting his pockets patting his wallet And, and and he doesn't necessarily care whether the Jacksonville Jaguars right. a couple of years ago with uh you, you know uh Blake Bortles, Leonard Fournette, you you know they went to the AFC Championship and yeah, that's right. you know they got squashed and and now they went back to the same Jacksonville Jaguars yeah, sure. that they were. Yep. And, and 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 now I don't think necessarily Urban Meyer comes I think he's going to be a great head coach. I think he's going to do exactly what he did in college, but I think he's going to be a little bit held back because he's not making all of the decisions anymore. right yeah well that's the other thing too is like college coaches get to run the ship i mean like they maybe they have you know air quote bosses as the athletic director but like the big name college coaches they, they're really the ones in charge and now he's not even in charge of player personnel they have a gm there's an owner he's got guys ahead of him i don't know how that's going to work either yeah that's for sure going to be the biggest question mark i mean again how he handles not having control of everything. That's what college, like you said, that's what college football coaches are used to, yep. having so much control, and I just don't know how he's going to do it. But I, I'm rooting for him, man. I'm rooting for him. I hope he just not. wins. And Look, Houston <laughs> has so much chaos. Uh, the Colts are going to lose Phillip Rivers. I don't know how good they're going to be next year. They're going to have to get a quarterback. Who else is in that division? Yeah, who is the last team in it's the, the AFC Texans, South? The Texans, oh, the Titans, the yeah, Jags, the Titans, so the Titans. And the Colts. Yeah. The Titans will be his main competition. Yeah, for and sure. And he's about to get Trevor Lawrence for at least a few years. Sunshine. So They're I bringing think, the sunshine to Florida. I think all those teams are about to go nosediving in the, in, uh, in the NFL. Herb, to be watch out for not Herb. Help me watch with out my for Herb. 0-16 prediction. <laughs> nah, it's true. I don't want to. Whatever. It's a new team in the NFL for me to hate. So uh, sorry, Jags fans, uh, to all <laughs> you out there. Uh, Tyler, all right. Should we do our little... Uh, tell us about what you put together. Yeah, so again, it's uh, it's about four and a half minutes long. It's a season recap montage. So it uh, just kind of puts a bow on the season. Let you guys know uh, it just it's it's some fun. It takes a look back on the year. Some of the most fun parts, of course, it highlights the bet board. And uh, yeah, it's just a little montage for this season. Yeah, let's do it. Producer Smitty in the house. What's up, my dudes? What's up, hey, dude? Hey, how you doing? Now? How are you doing, dudes? How you doing, huh? <laughs> Here we go again. I'm sure the weekly yeah, listeners know I am. Uh, I'm very highly educated. And he goes, hey, my name's Big Al, and I hit dingers. <laughs> best. <laughs> he's googling best pickup line. I bet none of these work. By the way, here we go. Well, all right. Here's the, here's the first one. Well, here I am. 
What are your other two wishes? You really need to work on your delivery. <laughs> Here, should I read the next one? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, my name's Microsoft. Can I crash at your place tonight? Are you French? <laughs> because I fell for you. Eiffel. Eiffel for you. Mm-hmm. These are awful. <laughs> is a bear cat pot. a real animal? It is a it is a real animal. It's okay. yeah, so it's like it's the it top is. half is a cat and the bottom <laughs> Yeah, it's like a half and half thing if you're in the uh, the, the middle earth. The Greek mythology. Um, no, but yeah, it, I, I'm pretty sure it's like a wolverine. Oh, right, okay. but aren't they wolverines are different from bear cats though, right? Like but they're all kind yeah, of in the yeah, same yeah, classification. They're, they're, uh, they're pretty much in the same um, the badger family. The same species. <laughs> well, the same subspecies. May- I, I'm not really sure how that yeah. works. Uh, all right, we're doing real or fake. Now we're doing movie edition. Deathbed, the bed that eats. Uh, next one is called Birdemic. Mrs. Claus wants a divorce. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Real or fake? Fake. Real. It's real. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm smelling some content here. The Pac-12 is like the, uh, you know the brother who just copies everything that his one brother says? Like like they're going through the names of Babe Ruth, and he's like, the Colossus of Clout, and his brother just goes, the Colossus of Clout, <laughs> and repeats everything his brother says. Yeah. That's the Pac-12. I mean, it was awesome. It was great. Um, you're, you're tucked back in a little, in your own little nook. That's good. Okay. When he said <laughs> that he usually makes fried eggs, he had sausage, he had toast, I was like, okay. Okay, let, let, let's 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 right. see let's see what he pulls out. BYU Navy is tonight. That's gonna be a good one. Let's go BYU. Let's go Navy. Tyler is up one nothing on the bed board. Congratulations, well earned, by the way. Uh, yeah, BYU destroyed Navy. Tyler's three zero on the bed board. <laughs> I got the bed board victory finally. He got it. Finally. Yes, he did. He did. So mm. now it's three and three and one. Uh, Will's on fire. 2-0. I'm back, baby. He's back. I was down 3 nothing to start the year. Yep. I'm now up 4-3. Speaking of which, you're coming in hot because you got the bet board victory. We I had did. Bet board. Tennessee. 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 Florida got backdoored. They're the backdoor sluts nine for this week. Well, this I need to. This is where Will succeeds. I need to thrive because, Tyler, yes. you, uh, you went up... Uh, by four games. Four game lead, yeah. So two weeks in a row now, Tyler has... You're undefeated for, for four straight bet board games. Congratulations to the Alabama Crimson Tide. I, was, I, I, was, I thought he was going to say congratulations to Tyler for winning the bet board. Well, you got your uh, your credits last week, sir. I'm okay. taking We're my, not I'm here ta- to celebrate you <laughs> I'm anymore. I'm taking my rounds. <laughs> I got my uh, pumpkin spice coffee today, and Is I got my K-Cups back. Very, oh, you're so... That, the, the combination of basic... Has never been higher to have a cake, <laughs> a, a pumpkin spice cake cup. You're, he's also wearing UGG boots, folks. I am so basic. He's got UGG boots. <laughs> I am. That's cool. Just I've got so my seltzer. Basic bitch. If you do horns down, you should be arrested and maybe tried for treason. Here we go again. Go search for you know Mike Leach snapping Lane Kiffin's mask because it was it was like my favorite thing in the world. I love Mike Leach. My whole thing with Leach is that like I love him. His, the games are fun to watch. The dude has never won a really a, a huge game ever. I started using. Uh, Sasquatch, the soap. Have you guys heard of the Sasquatch, Sasquatch soap? soap? Yeah, Ryan's. So, so that's mean it smells good well, or bad. I actually uh, <laughs> I scrub my crotch with an old uh, woman's uh, cut off braids. <laughs> yeah, an old Indian woman's cut off oh, braids. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're giving you airtime here. It's I like, told you last week that I was going to work on my Simpsons impressions. Yeah, I have my first one for today. We'll go oh, one. And we'll go one per show. So okay. we're not. All right, what's it going to be? Who you got? I got Comic Book Guy. Okay. Right? Ooh, I love Comic Book Guy. Uh, you do not come to the store unless you plan on buying one of the comic books. 
Worst you know? episode Worst ever. ever. Okay. Hey, hey, coach, you all right? Yeah, just have another heart attack. <laughs> I can't believe the great Matt Campbell lost one of these games. The amazing Matt Campbell in Iowa State. Uh, that's all for the show this week, guys. Thanks for listening. And there you go. That's wow. the montage. Oh, man. This Tyler. Montage. Bravo, dude. That was amazing. <laughs> I loved that. Do we do snaps or can we clap? Or what, 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 what do we do? <laughs> a round of applause. That had me just rolling so <laughs> many times. God, all these moments I've forgotten about. Right? Oh, good. Yeah, exactly. We had, we had, we had a lot of moments uh, on the show during the year. So, Man, if you're, a, something. if you're a new listener and you didn't hear a couple of those episodes, you are probably very confused. <laughs> but right. uh, it's been a great season for sure. God, that was awesome. Thank you for that, Tyler. Yeah, absolutely. So there uh, we go. If you've never listened before, it just sounds like we just bitch at each other. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much that's what it is. We so. do talk about a lot of college football, I swear. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, season in review. That is the season in review. And we got next season to look forward to, Tyler. Uh, so we're going to do some 2021 look ahead stuff here. Yeah. Uh, we should probably start. So you and I, uh, you know, we talked about looking at uh, the schedules next year. And so, you know, there's going to, thankfully, we're going to have some real non conference football next year. Uh, we hope. I, I I think everyone's kind of assuming things will be somewhat back to normal by. I hope uh, so, man. I can't do another season by of September. This. I know. Yeah. And there's a lot of awesome, uh, a lot of awesome non-conference matchups here. Uh, I mean, right off the bat, Clemson versus Georgia, Week One. Uh, that's going to be huge. That game's in North Carolina. Um, you know, you look at what you know. Clemson's not going to have Trevor Lawrence anymore, but we did get a little taste of DJ Uyungle. Oyunglele, oh, got it. Uh, he's the uh, Mama the, Juju. the backup quarterback who played that Notre Dame game, and he had like five touchdowns. He, he looked really good, so that's exciting. Georgia, you know, they kind of struggled at points during the year, but after getting JT Daniels to start, uh, they're bringing back a lot of guys next year. I think that's going to be a really good one for sure. And then you look at Clemson's. You know, Clemson has a really favorable schedule, and so you know if you're one of the people that is tired of seeing Clemson, Alabama in the playoff every year, I think you might be uh, disappointed next year too. Because I'm looking at Clemson's schedule, and if they can get by Georgia Week One, they don't have to play Notre Dame, they don't have to play North Carolina. You know, the rest of the ACC should be probably a cakewalk for them. You know, at this point, I'd predict for for them to win the ACC and uh, probably make another playoff appearance next year. Are we doing schedules for next year? Are interesting schedules? Yes. All right, so I actually have Clemson as one of mine, too. I mean, they j- it's just I love that Georgia game at the beginning of the year. Yep. I love that. It's, a, it's a great way to start things. First week, September 4th, and uh, that's going to set the tone. But like you said, if they get past that, I mean, the rest of the schedule should be theirs. Yeah, it's a breeze. Yeah, exactly. And then you look at Alabama, and uh, look – I don't really fault Alabama all that much when they don't have a lot of non-conference opponents because Nick Saban's come out. He says, we'll play anybody. People don't want to play us. And so they do open up with Miami week one in Atlanta. And so that's a good non-conference matchup for them. I'm sure they're going to annihilate Miami. But they never go on the road. Nick Saban should say, yeah, we'll play anybody before. Right, a home and home. As long as it's at a neutral site or in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I'd like to see him do a Well, they were actually supposed to this year, remember? They They were supposed to go to Southern Cal. Uh, and and play at oh that would have been oh no so wait fun. was this year where they were going to play Southern Cal at home and they yeah they played Southern Cal in twenty nineteen okay. uh, at, at USC did they or was it neutral no it was at USC okay. they did that um, help me I out. can look, you it look up, that yeah, up yeah 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 I'm pretty sure that they they agreed to a home and home with Southern Cal um but uh, you know look they get Miami it uh, it is neutral and then the rest of their non conference is a joke Southern Miss New, uh, New Mexico State Mercer the Mercer Bears the mighty Mercer Bears um. And then, you know, look, their SEC schedule is always going to be tough. 
They got to go on the road to Auburn. Got to go on the road to Florida. But all, here's another interesting thing on Alabama's schedule. They play. So their first game is neutral. It's in Atlanta. Then they go one, two, three, four, five, six straight, seven straight home games after that, right? And then they end the season four straight on the road. How the, how the hell does that work out? Uh, that, uh, that actually doesn't really sound all that favorable. No, I to don't me. like that at all. No, that I, I like it more split up. If you're Alabama, yeah, four in a, like I mean zero road games until uh, you know week nine basically, and then I'm they go four four straight on the road. I'm not finding this USC matchup. Uh, okay, so then maybe they were supposed to play this year and it got canceled. That's probably um, how convenient. That was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now we know who started the coronavirus. It was oh, Saban yeah. to get out of playing USC. <laughs> well, USC canceling a lot of games across yeah, the country. Right? Aren't that they? is true. Mm-hmm. Very USC. sneaky, sneaky. Um, another interesting schedule I was looking at here was Boise State. I have them on my schedule you too. Do. Okay, do. good. Look, right <laughs> off the bat at UCF, yeah. which is going to be a great matchup. You know, two teams that love to you know always have a their their hat thrown in the ring when the playoff discussion comes around so that'll be a huge game there then they play your one of your favorite teams tower the oklahoma state cowboys yep. at home yep. on the smurf turf yeah, smurf turf at byu they play air force you know well, look the, you the, missed the utep game in between those yeah did the, I? the utep miners <laughs> they, they also play on smurf the turf, mighty utep yes. miners yes or as i like to call them the uh the utep um jerry sanduskies because they're all minors. Uh, yikes. All right. Oh. Moving on. <laughs> um, uh, BYU, Tyler. Is that not, is that not kosher? Uh, is that not appropriate? That was rough. That's <laughs> all I'll say. <laughs> is you know? that too much? Hey, well, you know what? well, Penn State's not uh, a Jewish facility, so no, it's not kosher. Not I was kosher. actually trying to think of the other guy's name. Who's the guy who has the island? Uh, Epstein. Epstein. A little more topical and less yeah. horrifying, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's what I was going for. I just couldn't come up with it in, in the old. Yeah, these uh, are touchy subjects. But you know is, what? People, if you're a listener of the show, you know that you know we like to dip our toes in the murky on. water sometimes. Well, you know, he, he's t- he's touching a lot of subjects, but not like Epstein or uh, Sandusky. Oh, uh, rim shots. Um, BYU's schedule. I Look, I love oh, the God. independent schedules because they just get to schedule whoever they want. And it makes it really... They usually have super interesting schedules because of that. And BYU... You know, they, they play like a mix. It's almost like they're playing a half Pac-12 schedule. They play Arizona State. They play Utah. They play Arizona. Um, they play Boise State. They go at Baylor, at Washington State. They're playing Virginia. They're playing at USC. I mean, this is that's a tough schedule, especially after you lose uh, Zach Wilson and they're going to lose some guys. No, for sure. They're going to have a lot of tests, and I love the whole independent side of it. Also independent, Notre Dame. Yep. And, but I don't love this. I mean, it's like it's back to Notre Dame where they have their Toledos and Purdue's mixed in there. And, oh, they play Cincinnati. and That's a good and matchup, Navy. though. I'm stoked about that one. Yeah. Cincinnati-Notre Dame is going to be a good one. That's week five, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fickles, you know, pickles. Fickles, pickles. Fickles, pickles. In. And Brian Kelly, former Cincinnati coach. That's where he was before he came to Notre Dame. No. So a bit of a revenge no. game for the Bearcats. Yeah. Uh, scorn the lover, you know, left him. Um, <laughs> they play at Florida State, which normally would be a good matchup. But obviously, Florida State's kind of down in the dumps. They play at Virginia Tech as part of their ACC thing. No Clemson, though. So you're right. It's disappointing that they're not going to play a full Clemson uh, or a full ACC season. But you do get like USC back because that's a tradition. You know, that's a rivalry game. They play the Trojans at home in October. That's one we're used to seeing. They play Stan- They play at Stanford to end the year. And, and they're playing Navy too. Like even though those aren't, 
you know, uh, always marquee matchups. I like the, you know, Notre Dame's used to playing those. And, you know, I, like the, I hate it when you see rivalries go away, you yeah, know? Yeah, but, but they're going to get, if they beat USC, they're going to go undefeated. Like, I look at this schedule, they're going to be favorites against Florida Notre State, Dame? Toledo. You think they'll yeah. beat, you think they'll beat Purdue, uh, North Wisconsin. Carolina? North Carolina's oh, yeah. bringing a lot of guys back. I don't know. USC, North Carolina, I don't know. I, I, I see an easy I don't think schedule it's here. In, but they're losing Ian Book. They lose a lot of guys. Well, I don't know true. if it's that's easy. True. I could see Notre Dame going like 9-3 and three on this schedule, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Who else is on your list? Do you have any other teams specifically? Yeah, I got uh, Tulane. Tulane. Oh. Tulane's got an interesting schedule. The, they, wait. The Golden Hurricanes, is that who they are? No, Tulane, the Blue Wave? The Green Wave. Tulane Green Wave. I'm pretty sure we went over this, like, episode <laughs> one. <laughs> Sorry to all the Tulane. <laughs> we did too. It's in New Orleans. The Green Wave, yeah. The Green, Green wave. wave. Shout out to New Orleans. Yeah, they open up the season against uh, Oklahoma. So they got Ooh. OU first week, and then the third week of the year, they go at Ole Miss. So I like I like Tulane. They're loading up the... Okay. Uh, the schedule next year. They're a Sunbelt team, right? Uh, I think so. Or are they Belt. Conference USA? Gosh, this we probably did Surfing this all USA. Conference yeah, this, USA. This is a replay of like a 10-minute segment. Oh, the American. They're oh, American. Oh, the AAC. AAC. That's the, the sixth power conference, as I, I'm going to continue to tell people. Well, how about some of these other non-conference well, matches? I got one oh, okay, more. Yeah, tell me Stanford. More. Uh, Stanford's got, uh, the got Kansas State. I think Kansas State and Stanford are like the same level on the Pac-12 yes. and Big 12. Yes. So it's a nice matchup. And then same they've team. got uh, Notre Dame week three. So yeah. Stanford, uh, yeah, they're yep. scheduled too. Wait, week three. See, this is what a... How well, weird. Well, I don't know if it's week three or... It's November 27th. I'm not sure exactly what week that is. Maybe week four. That's like week 10, November 27th. Really? That's, oh, yeah. that's like the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's November... Yeah, I don't uh, know. <laughs> week three of November. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, some of these other non-conference matchups I loved... Um, cause look, Notre Dame's playing Wisconsin too. So they play week three at the real week three at soldier field. So they're playing, uh, you know, in Chicago at the bears stadium, which is cool. Um, you know, Ohio state, Oregon week two, that's going to be in Columbus. We were supposed to get that last year in Autzen. That was another home and home Auburn at Penn state week two. I love that one. We don't always get a lot of, uh, big 10 versus sec non-conference games. So that's a cool matchup for sure. Uh, you know, less so because you know who knows what Auburn's going to be like. Uh, Michigan versus Washington week two, UCLA versus LSU week two. Uh, That's gonna be fun. Yeah, that'll be a good one. And then how about this? So I like these next ones because they are uh, you know, with all the conference realignment, we've lost a lot of rivalries or teams that used to play each other all the time. Oklahoma's going to play Nebraska week three, an I old Big that. 12 matchup. And then how about this? Your Colorado Buffaloes. Yeah. They right. host Texas A&M and then, and then Minnesota in back-to-back weeks. Yeah. I think that's weeks two and three. Huge for the Buffs it's to get both those teams great. in Boulder. And how about this? CU's home schedule, those are going to be some prime tickets for your season ticket uh, that you guys have because you guys, not only do you host Texas A&M and Minnesota, you also host Oregon and USC as well as a couple other Pac-12 matchups. Those are some big teams Watch coming up Watch for the Buffaloes next year coming well, out of the Pac-12. I think we went over this on uh, on Buffs Nation, but that, that was another – the CU Buff schedule is another one that has – I think we have – Eight home games, it's seven, seven or a lot of like home games, or eight home, a ton games. Of home games. It's crazy. It's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous for but sure. Yeah, the A and M, the Minnesota game, really looking forward. Uh, to. Dude, you're getting like all your toughest games yeah. at home. If they, I mean, you know, look, if depending on how good CU so far, is, but. 
I mean, if you guys were to even, let's just say, you know, let's count Minnesota as a win for now. I don't think Minnesota is going to be very good next year. If you can knock off A&M, Oregon, or USC, those are all huge wins yeah, for the Bucs. Yeah, it's a tough schedule, but hopefully very they tough. can win one or a couple of those. Yep, and then uh, you mentioned uh, Cincinnati and Notre Dame. Cincinnati also, you know, they're bolstering their non-conference schedule. It's a shame they didn't have the schedule this year because I think they, yeah. if they could have gone undefeated, they would have made the playoff. They're going at Indiana and at Notre Dame next year. So, uh, you know, Cincinnati kind of accepting the challenge and then here's a good one now assuming Hugh Freeze does not take the job at Tennessee next year Liberty's going at Ole Miss in November which is the Hugh Freeze revenge <laughs> game right he got fired by Ole Miss he gets to show up at his old school Lane Kiffin versus Hugh I Freeze that, so that will be prime time <laughs> television right there that'd be great um, and then uh, yeah we talked about BYU Notre Dame and Boise State those those were all the you know the big games and schedules I had Tyler I can't wait yeah that was pretty good I, I only had those those four I had uh, Tulane Boise Clemson Stanford so and so all that stuff put together you know uh, we don't want to get too in depth here about uh, kind of predicting, you know, the playoffs and breakout teams next year. But I just have a short list here. I mean, look, there's obviously you're just going to throw Alabama and Clemson into that list of teams that are likely to make the playoff, like every other and year. I think Clemson goes six and six next year. Six and six. <laughs> you heard it here. That's Max Kellerman, aka Tyler <laughs> Walji. Um, look, I think Oklahoma should be at the top of that list. They're bringing back like. I think like eight or nine guys on their defense that was yeah, really absolutely. well improved. Uh, they're bringing back the quarterback um, uh, Rattler, mm. and so they're they're they were really hitting their stride at the end of the year. I think they're bringing a lot of momentum in. Then you look at Georgia. I mentioned them. They're bringing back a bunch of starters on offense. I think you could see a, a, well, a much more improved Georgia team. Obviously, Ohio State's going to be in there. Um, probably Texas A&M, North Carolina. So North Carolina was pretty exciting this year. They ended up just going eight and four. But they bring back eight guys on offense and ten on defense, and that's huge, including Sam Howell, who I think will be the Heisman front runner. It'll be like him and Spencer Rattler. Um, I think North Carolina could really shock some people, maybe even win the ACC next year. And then Tyler, the last team that I think we should throw into this playoff mix is none other than the Iowa State Cyclones. Uh. Okay, they went nine and three last year. They were eight and one in the Big Twelve. They bring back ten players on offense. Eight on defense. They bring back Brock Purdy. They bring back Brees Hall. They bring back, most importantly, Matt Campbell, the greatest coach in the whole universe. Yeah. Right, Tyler? Uh, look, <laughs> if if they don't win a lot of games next year, there's a problem. And yeah. Can I say something quickly? Matt Campbell yes. beating Oregon in that bowl game, he should have beaten Oregon. The Pac-12 was terrible this year. The Ducks were horrible. Mm. He gets some layup. It's like, of course he does. To pad Interesting. Stats. By the way, never, ever won double digits in a season before. Interesting, Tyler, um, that you mentioned the Oregon win. Because I do you know, I do recall that before that game, you picked Oregon to win that I, game. And I think you said they were going to win convincingly. <laughs> yeah, and now you're just singing a, a different pick. tune. Uh-huh. Here's their non-conference schedule next year. Iowa State's? No, yep, Iowa State's non-conference schedule. Northern Iowa... Win. UNLV. Win. And is that it? Yeah. They, oh, and then Iowa. Oh, the, Iowa. Okay. At least That'll be a tough Iowa. one. Rivalry game. But yeah, whatever. That works out Iowa. better for my... I think you'll see... A, uh, it'll be a rematch mm. next year. It'll be Oklahoma versus Iowa State in the Big 12 championship game. And the winner will, four, uh, I see will go four, to the I see four losses on Iowa State's four schedule next year. They're going to lose to uh, Oklahoma State, Texas, Oklahoma, and Texas Tech. Mm. Mm-hmm. Tyler. Very bold. Mm. Um, yeah, Smith. you know, look, I think that, uh, as far as other breakout teams, I, there's not a ton that I want to throw on that list. I think you could see a big year. Maybe USC, USC the Trojans. Watch out for the Trojans. Okay. Yeah, okay. Storming out of the Pac-12 next year. How about, um, 
I don't know. What about like an Ole Miss team? No. You know, not enough no. momentum on defense. I if, mean, they're bringing if, back guys on offense. If you're looking for a bounce back team in Mississippi, look no further than Mississippi State. All right. Uh, I think Mike uh, Leach is going to turn back th- on the Leach train. <laughs> I think Mike Leach is going to turn things around and uh, they're going to win some games. I got, I got, I got Mississippi State at eight wins. All right. So I have a question for you, Tyler. Yes. All right. So we, we all saw, even on Twitter, we talked about on the show, your, uh, your top 30. Yeah. My rankings. Coaches. My rankings. Yes. My rankings. Yes. So if I gave you, got him right here. One choice mm-hmm. between Matt Campbell, Mike Leach, and what was the other team we were just talking about? Um, USC. Yeah, Clay Helton. Okay, and they got to coach what the CU Buffs. They have to coach any team that Tyler can put together. Uh, that one's easy. I'm taking he's taking Mike Mike Leach. Leach Unbelievable. Sure. Yeah, I'm taking Mike Leach. Unbelievable. After what Mike Leach did this year. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What, what, do you think? what he's done in the past. I got a, yeah. I got a question yeah. for you. He's who, a good coach. Who has the? <laughs> he said that with a big grin on his face. He knows he's lying. Um, <laughs> this, this is an audio meeting. No, he's Tyler he's a great coach. He's, he's winking at both of he us. Didn't let the record show. He didn't have any of his players this year. Brand new system. Give him a couple years. He'll be rattling off nine 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 one zero. Who has the better year next year? LSU or Mississippi State? LSU went five and five. Mississippi State, I think, went what like two and. Seven or something. Well, are, are you just saying who has a better year next year? That's a, that's pretty big shoes to fill. LSU's a good team with good recruits. I don't know if Mississippi State's going to be that good. Hey, man, you were saying eight wins. So do you think LSU gets LSU, nine? LSU bounces back and gets nine wins, yeah. Okay. We go nine right. and three. Fair Mississippi enough. State goes eight and four. Now, what about Texas, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> what about Texas? Texas they bring in Texas Sark. is going to compete with OU for the Big 12. They're going to have a huge year next year. You mean uh, OU and Iowa State, right? No, no. <laughs> Iowa State is going to This Matt Campbell debate Iowa is just going to go on for years. Eight and four. Uh, my, my rankings next year, you heard it here first. Here are the final rankings in the Big 12 next year. Oklahoma, okay, early oh, rankings. Yep, early rankings. Like Oklahoma it. wins it. Okay. Oklahoma wins everything? Wins the Big 12. Oh, okay. Big 12 rankings. Okay, Oklahoma, 12 rankings. Oklahoma wins it. Yep. Uh, Oklahoma, uh, Texas number two, a close number two, and Oklahoma State finishes in third. Oh I'm going to say gosh. Kansas State <laughs> in four <laughs> and Iowa State number five. Uh, all yes. right. Hey, can we put, put that on the bet board? I was going to uh, say, I can isolate this audio. Right oh, yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to go back and listen to I will to not this. forget well, this. Well, let's hear your predictions for the Big 12 next year. Uh, it's Top five. Oh, boy. Um, I'll say, oh man, it's so tough because I, I I do think the championship game will be between Oklahoma and Iowa State, and those two have played really close games now for two years, you know, multiple matchups. Uh, I I will give the nod to Oklahoma because they just keep doing it. So I think it'll go Oklahoma, Iowa State, oh my God. then Texas, uh, then Kansas State, then Oklahoma State. You're you're crazy. <laughs> I have the same except for a switch, uh, Kansas State and Oklahoma, In Oklahoma State. State. Okay. Right. Well, we're going back and listening to this next year. All yeah, right. we'll also we'll isolate the audience. All right, it's ready. Uh, all right, Tyler, how about your headlines for the off season? For, headlines for 2021. Headlines. So we all know my headlines to start the season were uh, <laughs> my headlines to start the season were spot on. Yeah. Tyler so is I have a great predictor of news. Four predictions for the offseason in the form of headlines. Prediction number one, this is going to be uh, the Texas Inquirer, if that's a newspaper. It's Sarkeesian season. And what that's going to mean is he's going to start hiring all the best coaches. He's already started doing it. He's picking off Nick Saban's staff, picking off some of the best coaches in the country to come to Texas. 
and he's going to start getting some great recruits. He's going to start building a recruiting class, and everyone in Texas is going to be thrilled with the first offseason that Steve Sarkeesian has. So headline number one in Austin, it's Sarkeesian season. I expect good mm, things from Texas this offseason. I like a good rhyme. All right, uh, headline number two. This is going to be down in SEC country. Maybe an SEC blog has this one. Uh, Mike Leach has SEC coaches barbecue. Lane Kiffin not invited. Mm. So some more stirring the pot in Mississippi. How many other coaches even go, even if they're invited? I think that every coach wants to be at Mike Leach's parties. I think that that's he has good parties. That's probably true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and then Ed Orgeron is probably the one who... Uh, He's like he's just like the stoic one who really doesn't like talk much. Mm. He's, and then uh, Dan Mullen is the coach who's like too drunk. Everyone's rolling their eyes. He's he's starting. He's throwing His chairs. His wife is kissing the other coaches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So Mike Leach has SEC coaches barbecue. Kiffin not invited. All right. Number three. This is uh, going to be in a Clemson area newspaper. Dabo diving downward, and then the subheadline is. Dabo caught doing cocaine at North Carolina Strip Club. <laughs> and I think that Dabo Sweeney's going to have a long, bad offseason. He, he lost in the playoffs. I don't think that's going to sit very well. I think he's going to have a breakdown this offseason, end up on some headlines. TMZ is going to catch this. Dabo diving downward. Dabo caught doing co- uh, cocaine at North Carolina Strip Club. So he Isn't goes, this the second time you've had Dabo doing some sort of illicit drug? I think so. Yeah, I'm just waiting for wishful it. Wishful thinking. If you so keep putting it out there, he, it's going to happen Does eventually. he travel to North Carolina just to do his cocaine? Because Clemson is in South Carolina. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) He does, yeah. His favorite strip club is in North Carolina. He's got to drive a little bit. Uh, And then... uh, And the strip club is called the Tar Heel. Oh! (laughs) I like it. That's good. And then uh, last one here. Uh, This is a wishful headline. This is one... This is not necessarily (laughs) predictive. This is more what I want to happen. We've been talking about college football creating two divisions now for a long time. I want Nick Saban to lead the charge here in creating another division. So the headline is, and this is on ESPN, this is national, Saban secedes. And what he does <laughs> is Saban gets all these other coaches in the same boat to create their own conference away from the NCAA, and they create the new uh, kind of Power Five type of thing. Interesting, yeah. interesting. So those are some <clears throat> off-season headlines. I like that. Yeah. I hope that happens too. Here's uh, the one headline I would add, and I, w- I can't think of anything super cute or clever <laughs> off the top of my head, is that is that uh, they work out a way to pay players for their likeness, and we get EA Sports yes. and NCAA football back yes. for video games like tomorrow. Uh, okay. I'm so sick of not we, playing. We that all game. want that, but you don't really want that because then the world will have to understand. Tyler, we've talked how about much this I whoop you in that game and how how good I am. It's Says honestly, the guy who won't play. It's like He's having. Like, oh, I can't find it. It's I have, in a box I in my basement. Number. It's sort of. Uh, in Tyler's defense, I will say he called me about a week and a half ago asking me if I had an Xbox 360. So he yep. could play you. Interesting. I want, I'm and yeah, he didn't call play. me. So that's interesting. He calls you and no, says no, he, he wants to play, but he doesn't me. have a 360. My so, triple so option I do. is I unstoppable. Right, my why don't you just come over and play it at my house in person? Let's but settle you this always thing. look at my plays. COVID will. Meet me at the flagpole at you, 3 o'clock. You cheat and look at my plays. You look at my controller. There's a way around that. Mm. You you select it and you keep thing. You keep going. It's not cheating. Yeah, well, see, so, uh, wait, so, the guy who wins is claiming the other guy's cheating. I'm sure that's how that goes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's you so never scared. Met Walgie before? He's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's so scared. Uh, well, I, I, you just we're gonna do a YouTube on that one day where I ha- where I show the world what I do to you in NCAA. Okay, and can we please do? Because at the beginning of the season, I wanted to do it, but uh, it was you know the weather was changing. We we need to do a golf outing and like settle. Okay. We need to have like okay. uh, some kind of a golf. You know, Peyton versus. Uh, Peyton <laughs> Tom versus Brady. Tom Brady, you know Phil versus Tiger. Yeah, the match, and 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 have us all go out and figure out, you know, have have interesting competitions, <laughs> longest drive, all that stuff. I want to do that this summer. We too. do, we do. Well, okay. we we almost did it for Vegas last year, but longest field goal. Yeah. Ah. I Wait, was, see who can kick the longest yeah, field goal? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I have no faith in myself. Neither do I, I do but, but we were still all on board. <laughs> I'm and down. Then, and then we got to Vegas. We were about to do it at a local park, and then we just all got too hammered. Yeah, right. and so <laughs> We need to do happened. a combine, <laughs> a sober <laughs> combine. Ooh, let's do a combine. Who can run the fastest 40 out of all hey, of us? Hey, that's good content. Yes, I like that. We'll uh, do who that. Do you, legitimately, who do you think can run the fastest 40 out of all of us? Mate. I don't know. I I don't know. Probably Ryan. Ryan, Ryan is a natural man, athlete. Yeah, well, none of us have, have competed in athletic Ga- sports in years. But Ga- guess what? My forty was my last year of high school football. Five, five two. two. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the fours. Four five seven. No, no fucking way. Oh, I don't believe you for a second. Bullshit. Four, four, four five seven. The watch if early. it's not no, if it's not clocked with a laser, it's not real. Yeah. Four, five, a laser? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. Yeah, that's how they do it at Rappo High School. Laser. Yes. Well, they should be. Otherwise, it's illegitimate. Four five seven. Well, that's a claim that can never be broken at this point. Maybe now it's a five two. Oh right, dude. I I don't know if any of us could run sub six. All right, I'll give you right (laughs) now. That's like the Jerry Seinfeld. I'll give you right now. Right now, content for next season. You think you can run a sub six? You can. No way. Sub six? Hell yeah. I don't know. I'll run. I'll run sub five five. He's gonna oh pull my the Jerry. We're all, we're all gonna, yeah, yeah we're all gonna blow I a hamstring not to run. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll blow a hamstring to run. Okay, well, five, we've five. we've got our content for the off season. Yeah, we we figure out who can run the fastest forty, who can kick the longest field goal, who wins at golf, and who wins at NCAA football. Let's do a combine. <laughs> yes, combine. This is like a decathlon. Boom! It's like the the college ball tailgate decathlon. We're settling like, a lot this season. It's like Billy Madison, except for we shouldn't have to answer trivia questions. Yeah, and he actually went to school. So Billy Mays. Um, okay, we're going to touch here. real quick uh, on uh, recruiting rankings, you know, looking forward to, uh, to you know, next year and the years after that. And the only notes I really had on the, right now, we're, I'm looking at 24-7 sports, 2020, uh, 2021 team rankings for recruiting here. And look, it's the rich get richer. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, LSU are the top five right there, uh, rounding out the top 10, Oregon, A&M, Southern Cal, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, uh, and then, you know, the the only shock, I, I don't see anything shocking here until you get to Maryland at 18, which is kind of impressive. They're out recruiting, you know, teams like Ole Miss, Nebraska, uh, Penn State. And then when it starts, the only really crazy note I had here that is hard to believe is that Auburn, Auburn is at 48. They're ranked behind Kansas. They're ranked behind Rutgers. Uh, that is hard to believe for me. And look, this could be have to do with uh, people knowing that Gus Malzahn was on his way out. He got fired. You know, maybe a bunch of guys flipped and left at that point. But if you're if you're Auburn, you know, look, they only have twelve commits. Maybe it's a a uh, small class on purpose. They don't need to fill a lot of spots. But you're recruiting behind Georgia Tech, Kansas. Baylor, Rutgers, Michigan State, Kentucky, like that's that's really bad for Auburn. Well, you just can't have too many of these years in a row. Like one year is okay, but they've right. got to put this together with next year, follow it up with a really nice recruiting class. So that's not good at all. And this is important. I mean, 
for those who don't put a lot into recruiting, this is where you win and lose. I strongly yes. believe that. I yes. mean, this is more than half the job for any college football coach. And, uh, I mean, I had a couple of things that, that I want to point out. And I'm a, I'm a Pac-12 fan, obviously. And, and there's a lot of disrespect for the Pac-12 across the country. But, again, it starts with players. If you don't have the guys who can play, it's the X's and the O's and the Jimmy's and the Joel's. Isn't that how it goes? Just, no, it's not, not sure why it's a Canadian. It's not the X's yes. and the O's. It's the it's Jimmy's the and the Joes. I've just been watching a lot of hockey lately. I see. But uh, right, you got to win rights. in recruiting. And I see Oregon number six recruiting class this year. USC number eight recruiting class this year. They're going to start becoming the best teams in the Pac-12 and separating themselves very quickly. I mean, look for Oregon and USC. That's not news to anybody out there. But those two teams should be the front runners the next couple of years in the Pac-12 because no one else in the Pac-12 is even in the top 30, I believe. So USC and Oregon, both top 10 schools. Oregon doing a great job bringing some uh, people in. So that's one thing. Is, you know, they, they're, they're, they're doing a great job in the Pac-12 of uh, extending the rake and bringing some of those uh, four or five stars in. And then Notre Dame, again, another top 10 class. And Brian Kelly yep. getting that top 10 class in there with all the academic restrictions. We I've talked about this before. I think Brian Kelly is vastly underrated. He's one of the better coaches in the, in the country. I've got him my number five overall coach, and he has the number nine class, 12 three-star recruits, a couple of good quarterbacks in there. So I was really impressed to see what Notre Dame did. But like you said, Will, same names at the top, same uh, classic, you know, uh, schools you expect to be there and yeah, um, yeah always those top guys and sometimes it's good to go back and look at like 2020 class 2019 because those are the guys that we're seeing this year and we're going to be seeing next year and uh, look Alabama Georgia Texas Texas A&M LSU Oklahoma there's Oregon again at number seven this is the 2019 class I'm yeah. looking at uh, Florida you know Auburn's at 11 there they ended up I think in the top 10 the following year as well so you're right look it, it it's Getting the recruits doesn't guarantee the success, but if you don't get the recruits, you're guaranteeing failure as far as competing on a, on a top level. I mean, all these teams, I don't know if there's been a single team that's made the playoff you know, this whole time that hasn't had at least like a top five or top ten ranked class in the previous few years. Um, you just have to be able to go and get these guys. I see. I'm really excited about Clemson. I mean, obviously, Clemson has always oh, going to have one of the better classes. Yeah. But they're beefing up that middle of the field. They're bringing in a couple of nice linebackers, yeah. offensive line, defensive line. So uh, the trenches—they're really building the trenches this uh, this off season. So yeah. So I, I just like to say, like you said, Will, the rich get richer. I do. I do believe that as well. And and something that I look forward to almost more than these recruiting classes come out. Um, originally is is now I pay attention to more of who's transferring from For these sure. top schools. Yeah. Good point. As, as, especially in the last few years, you see yep. all these all these guys tra- going into the transfer portal for you know they're four three to five star recruits that are going from you know Georgia you know Justin Fields yeah uh, uh, you, you know Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts yeah, for uh, sure man Tua, huge uh, names uh, not Tua I'm sorry um but but all these guys that big name guys out of high school that, that yep. are just transferring because they don't think they're going to get the playing time. And now that the transfer portal's existent, I almost pay attention more to the transfer portal than I do for sure. the original recruiting. Yeah, and it all changed once the NCAA allowed you know uh, the the transfer where you don't have to sit out a year. Obviously, yeah, exactly. you, you had to get approval, but now the NCAA is even changing that, and they're going to approve a, a rule that says you know that any player can transfer once without sitting out right doesn't matter the situation right yeah, you, exactly. you don't have to prove that it was you know a health related thing or whatever you get a one-time transfer where you don't have to sit out a year and you're right that's changed everything the transfer transfer portal is huge we've seen uh you know 
Baker Mayfield was a transfer quarterback, a yep. walk-on transfer quarterback. Jalen Hurts, you know, these are like guys that are Heisman contenders. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're right. That is a big deal, and it's always something to pay attention to this time of year for sure, too. Yeah, uh, Trey Sermon. Uh, I mean, there you go. Exactly. A lot of guys that, that are big-time college football players that, that can go from one big-time program to another. Yep. And, and even big-time programs to, you know, middle-of-the-road Small programs. Juco. You know, yeah, exactly. whatever. Yeah. That's true. North Carolina is doing such a good job too. Mac Brown, Mac Brown dude. I can't believe he can still crew like this. Love Mac. And man. honestly, it was defense this year that gave UNC a lot of problems. Here's their five and four stars they got on on uh, the their best guys. Their 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 highest rated guys, five and four stars. You got a defensive end, outside linebacker, inside linebacker, defensive end, safety, athlete, athlete, offensive tackle, safety. Uh, and then tight end. Those yeah. are all their five and four stars. They're loading up, loading on, up defense. on defense. A lot Good of those for them, guys. man. We need yes. people to compete with Clemson and the ACC, and uh, North Carolina is lining up to do that. They bring back all those guys next year. They're going to be a super fun team to watch. You know who I'm not seeing a lot in the high rankings is Michigan. Uh, yeah, so the, I think oh, they're 13, up, uh, yeah, top, top 15 in this year's class. And, and they best, still have a couple guys they're targeting as and well. And their best recruit is a pro-style quarterback. Right, and we should mention these these recruiting rankings aren't final. They're probably close to what they will be because of the early signing date, but there is another signing date coming up here in just a couple weeks. And, uh, and so... You know, some of this stuff could change, but probably not by much. And like we just said for UNC building on defense, I'd say Michigan this year, and Will, correct me if I'm wrong, they're young on defense, right? So they have room to yeah. grow on defense, and those guys will develop. It's it's time to start filling the offensive port, uh, in kind of the offensive funnel again. Yep. And again, I mentioned uh, their best players, the pro-style quarterback five-star, but then they've got a couple four-stars, running back, receiver, tackle, yeah, heavy center, offense. receiver, tight end. So yeah, very Michigan, heavy offensive yeah. year. And I think that was partly... You know, another reason why Michigan ended up firing Don Brown and some of the guys uh, on the defensive staff also lost their jobs, and it's because the recruiting kind of fell off, right. is that they, they lost out on some big guys for this year's class and in the last couple of years that they wanted, and they felt like the defensive staff wasn't recruiting well enough. They brought in a new defensive coordinator. He was a linebacker coach for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he's kind of a young guy. I think they want to get some young blood on the defensive staff. And then uh, a team who may be slipping. My last note here, Penn State. You know, oh, Penn State for, shame. for years. They were always in the top 10. They always did so well. And they've started sliding back. This year, they're 23rd. Um, I, I just wonder, if, is James, Frank, James Franklin losing control? And honestly, they needed to load up on offense. This is a team that needs to start building on offense again. And their best signings were safety, safety, cornerback, you know, they do have an offensive tackle in there, but they're not getting the guys they need right now, and I think Penn State may start sliding back, so yeah. watch out for that. Frames, Janklin, look, they usually do recruit at a high level. You know, they got the Saquon Barkleys of the world, some really big guys there for a while, but this was a rough year for them, and, uh, you know, maybe these high school recruits are finally starting to realize that he's just a LARPer. He's not even a real head coach. He's just a guy <laughs> LARPing as a football head coach. So uh, That's what I got, though. All right, well, we should just move on. We're going to end the show with... My movie review, the outdated movie review. Yes. It's, it's so a excited for that! I know it's an out. It's a movie, we've, uh, a segment we've been doing for a while, and this is an interesting one because if you've been listening, you know that most of the movie reviews are like kind of like mm-hmm. classic films, like really well renowned, well received films. You know, uh, the rewatchables stuff like that. Uh, this one, it only it came out of nowhere. We were planning on doing this last week. Smitty brings up Rock Doodle when we were talking about Coastal Carolina because yep, the they're yeah, exactly they're the Chanticleers. And uh, so Rock a Doodle, uh, 1991 film. It's it's uh, it's called um, so it's animated, but it also has like some real 
like human acting. I can't remember what that's called. Um, I don't flash remember. animation or something like that, where they it's, they can it's, put it's also humans like, in there. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes, Space exactly. Jam, yeah. yeah, so they bring like some real acting, and it looks pretty bad from that aspect. I mean, this is 1991. You got so obviously for that time, it probably looked good. But look, I loved it. So I had <laughs> I had forgotten that this movie. I had forgotten this movie existed entirely until you mentioned it last week. And then I was like, Rocket Doodle, that sounds so familiar. So I, I would guess that the last time I watched this movie, I would have been like five or six because there were Me some too. scenes where I was like, oh my gosh, this is so, like, I, I remember this so well, but I had just, it had been like erased from my memory. And so the basic idea is there's this rooster named Chanticleer and, uh, He's at the the farm. That's and, how this all came up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you so didn't catch on last week. So he crows. <laughs> he, he's watching he, children's movies. <laughs> he cockadoodle doos every morning to bring the sun up, right? But then, like the plot is that this evil owl, who's like the the Grand Duke of Owls, uh, he comes through and for he wants the farm to like descend into darkness and the sun not he's come the up. Saving of owls. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's Nick Saban. He's trying to destroy the Coastal Carolina franchise. Um, yeah, and so he. He like what he does is he like pays like another big rooster to like beat the shit out of Chanticleer uh, at the beginning, oh, and then th- what? And then the sun it's comes dark. up without him crowing, right? He doesn't. Uh, he, is that what it's called? A rooster crow? So they realize their religion is wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They yeah. they they remove all the farm animals' uh, faith in Chanticleer, and so he moves to the big city. He moves to like Nashville, basically. He becomes like the rooster version of Elvis. He's like a country music star, hey, hey. and he's performing. And meanwhile, at the farm, like a flood comes and the owls are coming. They're going to eat everybody. They're like these evil owls, and the sun isn't coming up. And they find out that unless you get Chanticleer to come back and cockadoodle do. The sun won't come up again. They're all going to die. So all these like farm animals and and uh, the human boy who's like the son, he's like the four or five-year-old son, Mm. he gets turned into a cat by this evil owl. So then he joins up with all the farm animals. They make their way into the city. It's like a... You know, there's a like a basset hound. There's like a, a woodpecker. It's a it's quite a crew, uh, quite, quite a gang of farm animals here. They make their way in to get Chanticleer. They get him from the city away from his like evil record, you know, record label agent who's like a scumbag and wants right. to keep him, you know, keep him doing uh, performing in the city. They bring him back. They defeat the owls. There's some musical numbers in there. It's kind of like a musical. Um, what I will say is like if you're an adult and you've never seen it, you're probably not going to think like this is an awesome movie, but like if you watch it as a kid, it will the nostalgia, nostalgia will be huge. Sure. And if you have kids, like young children, they will probably love this movie. Oh it was honestly, God. it was pretty cool. You know, the songs aren't great, but it's some funny, you know, zany characters. There's like a little like a pygmy owl that's like the 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 Grand Duke's like little dipshit nephew, and he's like always buzzing around trying to destroy shit. He's pretty funny. It was awesome. It's also early 90s, so if you are going to show this to your children, you know, vet it first because, you know, you can go through Little Mermaid, Lion King, all those certain things where you have weird stuff. Messages. <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, see any of that going on I didn't here. either, but, you know. It's a short one, too. It's like it's like an hour and 10 minutes, hour and 15 minutes, oh, yeah. so it's a quick watch. You know, some decent songs. Uh, overall, I mean, very much enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. So what's it the was, rating? Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll go on a rooster scale here since we're talking Ooh. about Chanticleer here. How many uh, cockadoodles? How many cocks? <laughs> we're going we're going eight out of ten cocks. Okay. On the on the <laughs> cock good. scale. I love it. I like that so, too. So it was a good one. Highly recommend, like I said, if you watched it as a kid and you haven't seen it in a while or if you have children. Otherwise, you know, 
watch it but uh, at that point you know you can't really trust my review it might not be all that awesome if you've never seen it <laughs> nice job will yeah thank yeah. you rock a doodle <laughs> classic what a great way to end the season. exactly that's, <laughs> that's how we end things <laughs> well we are ending it and we want to thank you guys for uh you know like this has been a big year for the show um uh, we've been you know we've been gaining some new listeners and and that's all thanks to you the listeners and you know we want to encourage everybody to stay subscribed like i like i said earlier in the show we're going to have you know some off-season content it's not going to be every week like we've been doing it but you can as long as you're subscribed you're still going to get the podcast make sure you tell your friends obviously we're going to be looking forward to uh you know august of next year is when we really get into the full swing of things college football related but um make sure you tell your friends make sure you're subscribed check us out on twitter it's at cfb underscore pod tyler your twitter at tyler walgy smitty at woos producer and i'm at will chambers cfb thanks so much guys for listening and uh we'll see you soon